We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man, you're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> all right. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. Here we go. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There. A show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more. With your host, myself, Uncle Frank, and... Tom the Blade. Tom the Blade. All right. So have a seat, do them chores, or twist a wrench while we dive down the rabbit hole. Today's episode is all about Chapter 3, our new beginnings. So as you know, the folks that have listened, uh, Shane has gracefully bowed out and asked that we move on without him. Uh, hopefully he'll return, if not as a host, and at least as a guest. But we're now moving in a different direction in some of the guests that we have, some of the stuff that we talk about, and we're definitely excited. You know, this is going to be season three. This is the beginning of season three right here. Season um, three. We're going to be talking about so much stuff. It's going to be amazing. The guests that we have lined up. Hopefully you'll find it interesting and want to hang out with us. Exactly. And we got some good things planned. I'm excited. Look, you know, some people are scared of change and 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 making, you know, new changes in their life in our show, but you know, we're not. You know, we're excited. We're gonna make the best of it. We're gonna go on, move on, do some different things. We've talked about some of the things we have planned. Some of the things I'm really excited about, one episode I'm looking forward to in particular, and you started doing some research today. I don't want to give it away, but, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. Let's just say winter is coming, okay? Winter is I've even got a special, I haven't, I don't know if I've told you, I even have a special guest star from the show. One of the biggest stars on the show, he's going to call in when we do that episode. So I'm really excited. I can't wait for that to happen. But we're waiting on you. You're holding up the show. Man, uh, you know, and... Okay, so this is how much change we're going through. I have decided to begin watching Game of Thrones. Uh, I got through the first episode. It's a lot of, like, it's making my head spin. There's so much stuff going on right now. I was like, holy moly. And I watched it through my lunch break, and I was just like, okay, okay. I got, I gotta, I gotta eat. I gotta, I, gotta, I was like, I was just about to walk away to go grab something. And I just couldn't, I couldn't, I had this like, Oh, what's this guy? What did, what happened? Why, how did they get wolves? You know, right. oh, oh my goodness. You know, there's so much stuff going on. Super crazy. But yes, I'm going to watch a couple of episodes. I have no idea who this guest is that he's talking about that we're going to no. have, but I'm super excited. I'm pumped. Uh, I'm going to try to get through at least three episodes a week. Uh, I'm not, okay. I'm not going to uh, like dedicate a ton of time to it. Um, it's not really my bag. Uh, cause it's some crazy stuff these people are doing. I'm just like, Whoa. But some of the stuff they say, you know, it's like, um, they're, they, I guess, you know, the time they live in the, the realm, if you can see me, my quotes, 
Right. He's got to these these folks really have to toughen their minds and learn to play that mental game of chess because there's a lot of moving pieces. It's oh, the Game of Thrones. Pieces. That's what it is. It's the Game ah. of Thrones. So many moving pieces with that. But yeah, exciting stuff. I'm excited. It Hopefully it, it sticks and I'll make it through all eight seasons. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, well, now that you gave it away, uh, for those I that had, are, d- don't know, <laughs> and uh, this year, the reason we're focusing on season, this is the 10th anniversary. They're calling it the Iron Anniversary. It's the 10th anniversary since the release of season one. So it's a big deal on HBO. They're reshowing it. So we're going to do our own uh, tribute to Game of Thrones. Uh, and he said he's going to get through at least season one. We're going to get through it. And then once he's done with that, we're going to be able to have some good discussions. Of it. We might even have a sp- another guest from another podcast join us. Oh yeah. Um, so we can have some, you know, good uh, entertaining discussions. Absolutely. Absolutely. New beginnings, man. It's going to be crazy. Like cool right. runnings, you know. You get some people from Jamaica doing bobsled stuff. <laughs> now you got, you know, we're we're just going we're going nuts with all the stuff that we're doing right. now. Uh Yesterday was a crazy day. Okay. It was it was a Monday like no Monday that I've had in a while. Uh, started out really really interesting. I woke up like I've been trying to go to sleep by 10 30, 11 o'clock. Okay. And before my alarm clock goes off, six o'clock, I was up. Couldn't go back to sleep. I was like, what? Felt six great in the morning. Yeah yeah. Okay. Felt great. I was like, wow. I felt like I actually got sleep. It's feeling good. Uh, you know, take the kids to school, getting them ready. I, I woke up and made them their lunch, had their stuff packed for them. Normally my wife does that. But I was like, hey, I'm on a roll here. Let me let me get in there. Let me start doing this stuff. Um, you, you must have listened to Mo- uh, Motivational Monday. I happened. did. It was crazy. I was just <laughs> like, oh, there's no heroes coming to give. I got to yeah, be my you, own You got to Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that, you know what? I didn't even think about that, man. Maybe that's exactly subliminal. That's what know? it was. That's Penetrated what it was. Deep in, the, deep in the noodle there. You lit your torch. I did. I did. Oh. It was amazing. But yeah, all day long, man, I was just knocking stuff out. Had to go into the office. Uh, <laughs> my coworker, we were on a conference call, and my my boss had asked me if I had done something on this conference call, and just without thinking, I was like, you know what, I didn't, but I am working on another project with someone else that's very similar, and I wanted to wait until we were done with that. And, you know, the fact of the matter is I just forgot about I forgot sending that email. But I was like, okay, And I was working on another project with someone else that was very similar to that. I was just like, oh, well, we'll just use this. I don't want to over over communicate some of this stuff um, and, you know, kind of bother the other directors and managers. But it was it was wild, man. I was boom, 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 just knocking stuff out. All day long. It was great. It was great. I love the mo- Monday motivation. Uh, you know the episodes that you put together, man. It's good stuff. So, 
well, this is sounding like a great Monday. You, may, I thought it was going to be a bad story. Oh no, man! It was. It, I was just like, I was knocking. I was surprised. Like, I'm surprised. Oh, okay, well, awesome like, then. Man, man, that's great, man. Yeah, I, I was. I was busy yesterday too. Uh, just to put this in perspective, <laughs> you said you woke up at six. I had already gone to the gym, worked <laughs> out because I had to get up at three. Man. And so getting up at three the past two days, and then today I didn't have to get up until five, and it, I felt like I had overslept. Wow. So that's how I know I'd been waking up so early because I got up at five this morning. I'm like, man, I feel like a bum. You know, already the day's already gone, you know. Get but, out of uh, here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, and with all these new changes that I've been going on in my life, you know, life's getting hectic. But man, with these motivational Mondays and things we talk about, you know, it makes it sound like I jump out of bed, you know, ready to go. But Lately, I have been like that because I got things to do and I'm excited to get to them. I'm excited to do them. I'm waiting to see what the day has in store. Um, like by right about now, though, like once the evening time starts coming, man, I start feeling it. But man, um, it's a great feeling, you know. Oh, absolutely. In one of the one of the Monday episodes, you had said it, it, you have a great night's sleep after getting the day like working through the day and really you know you have that satisfaction of completing your to-do list your task list and knowing that it got done and you sleep heavier it's It's, a feeling of victory you know it's like you know we're not you know we talked about game of thrones it's like them old that these conquerors and we went out we conquered the day you know we we won you know whatever battles we had during the day we were successful and you can lay your head down and rest because i know i put in a good days of work i won the day that's what we always talk about i won the day once i put enough winning days together i can win the week until i win the month then i win the year and then what what are you just you're just a winner that's when you see right, these man. people, you know, and it doesn't matter. You don't have to be like a super, you know, Fortune 500 company or own your own, you know, all this stuff. It's, each one of us has our own concept of what we're trying to achieve in life. And as long as we're moving forward with that, we can be a winner. You don't have to have a certain amount of money. You don't have to have a certain amount of skill. You can be a winner in whatever it is you're trying to do. And like you said, win the day, win the week, win the month. And you are a winner. That's what a winner is. There's no dollar amount put to it there's no amount of achievements put to it you're either a winner or you're not and you know it when you lay down in bed at night you'll feel that for sure you know and talking about all this winning and stuff like that saturday was a tough one for me so i set out to run on saturday i wanted you know trying to still trying to break in my new shoes i was like yeah i'm gonna go for a run i woke up early um and I got out there and I started running and I wanted to run. I wanted to run 10 miles. Like that was my goal. Awesome, man. That's I had great. mapped it out. You know, I was like, all right, I know exactly where I'm going to turn. So I'm not just kind of fuddling around and get, you know, doing a guesswork or anything like that. Well, mile two, my left knee was hurting bad. Right. You know, it was, it was talking to me. And I tweeted this out, you know, it was just talking to me. I was like, ooh, you know, I, you need to slow down. Something's not right. Uh, and and I made it to an HEB. And so I stopped there in the parking lot and, you know, it was, man, my knee was throbbing. I'd never had a pain this bad before. Like my right. kneecap was just hurting so bad. And I got I got back up and I was like, okay, you know, 
I was still my, you know, I wasn't out of breath. I wasn't sweating, nothing. Everything was great. It's just my knee. So I get back, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I massaged or whatever. I start getting back to, to running and I just couldn't do it. I was in so much pain. So I was like, you know what? Two miles is pretty good. I go another two miles to make it home. And I will have done four miles. It's not the 10 miles that I set out to do. And I only ran the two, but I'm going to complete four. Right. Uh, So I hobbled back for two miles. You know, I had my phone on me. I could have called my wife. And I'm not trying to say that I'm macho or nothing like that. But I I set out. (laughs) I set out to do something. You know, I set out to do something and I didn't get it done. And I was pretty upset the rest of the day. And then I just started, you know, I I got home, you know, I was wearing a knee brace. My wife taped my knee up with some K-tape and it, it still didn't feel, you know, it, it still hurt. Um, and I had a lot of work to do in the garage. So I was out in the garage cleaning stuff up and the pain just wouldn't go away. So my wife was like, well, maybe it's your shoes. I was like, OK. So. I took the shoes back to where I got them from over there on the run. And the, the gal that helped me out, she's like, who sold you these? What? What? You know, you've been buying Sockanese for the last five, five or so years. Why did you go to this shoe? And she's like, you're going to hurt yourself. And I'm like wearing a brace and all this stuff. I was right. like, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm here. She's like, oh, we got to get you some better shoes. So you know, she got me the the shoes that were very similar to my Sockanese. You know, she's like, this the shoe that you took, it was a, a much lighter shoe with less uh support. Yeah. This shoe that you that you have now, it's a heavier shoe with more cushion, more support. And that's gonna keep your knees from getting damaged the way you right. have. And I was just it blew my mind. I was like, you know, a shoe's a shoe. I wanted to run barefooted, shoot. Right. Um, but yeah, I was upset the rest of Saturday, but at, in the end I said, you know what? I ran, I, I completed four miles. I ran two and I made it back another That's two. Right. I didn't give up. I, nope. I kept going and I fought through a little bit of the pain. <clears throat> um, but ultimately I, I, I felt like I listened to my body. I wasn't being stubborn. I wasn't trying to run the rest of the way. Um, so that I could wake up tomorrow and do it again. And sure enough, the next day, me and my wife went for a two mile walk and I ran for two miles, you know, with the new shoes, with the new shoes didn't hurt. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to, I'm going to let my, my knee heal two or three days and I'm going to get right back on it. And that's just, I I wanted to tell y'all that to make sure that you're listening to your body don't get it in your head that you have to set these goals. And if you're not a winner, if you don't meet the goal, if your body is starting to hurt, if you're starting to be really fatigued, if you're starting to, you know, kind of fall apart as I was, you have to make sure that you able to wake up tomorrow and do it all over again without pain, recovered, ready to go, get that sleep. Um, you know, you work hard, you put in everything you could make sure that you're satisfied with what you're doing and you're going to rest well. And I did, I did. 
Well, let, let's look at it. Uh, this is the way I would look at it. Let's say you talked to me. Let's say you called me Saturday night and you were feeling bad. You were feeling down. And you're like, man, I didn't think it's a 10 miles. And, you know, you're just people feel down, right, when they don't Absolutely. do what I they did. were doing. But yeah. this is what I would tell you. I said, look, well, one thing we this is what we did today. You attempted to get the 10 miles, but you got the two and you went back home. That's four miles. That's four miles than most people do, all right? You learned a little bit about perseverance, you know. You, mm-hmm. you had that pain. You kept going. You didn't quit. But more importantly, we found out what what was causing the knee pain. Yeah. You know, we learned something. We learned something very valuable that's going to assist us the rest of the way. That helped you the next day. That helped you Sunday. So as long as you're learning something, okay, we had a setback. Okay, we didn't hit the original goal. But we still kept going. We learned perseverance. And we learned something to help us tomorrow. And that's what it's all about. As long as we're learning something, gaining something. What you looked at as a setback, you turned it into a positive because you found out the reason why that you weren't able to get that original goal. And that's going to help you. It's going to help you. It helped you Sunday. But not only that, it's going to help you for the rest of your life because you learned a valuable lesson. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so you, you gotta, won. Gotta you know, it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I slept, well. that day. I slept exactly. well. It took a lot of, you know, um, a lot of introspection still, you know, like, man, I was tearing myself apart because I didn't get it. You know, right. I was kind of snapping at my wife and um, you just kind of wanted to be alone in the garage cleaning just to work the frustration out. But so you, so you were snapping at your wife after she put the KT tape and all that on you? No, this was before that. Okay, she, was okay. like, she was like, <laughs> oh, your, your knee. And she's like, let me, you know, let me put some tape on it. But okay. nah, nah. <laughs> That's you why should I have took that tape and put it around your mouth. That tape <laughs> yeah. really well for that. Yeah. Would come out with a roller <laughs> pin and hit me. Uh, we'll make something else hurt worse so you'll forget about your exactly, knee. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Major pain style. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, you know, if you're if you're learning from your setbacks, like you said, learn from your setbacks and it'll project you even further tomorrow. That's right. You, you you get knocked down three times, you get up four, right? right. As long as you keep getting back up, you're a winner. Yep, for sure. There's no limit on that. Now, we're going to get knocked down in life so many times. As long as we keep getting back up, we learn something and we keep moving forward, we are a winner. That's it. Yep, man. <clears throat> so speaking of winning and and continuing to persevere, man, tell us a little bit more about what you have with uh, with the workout sessions. Oh, man, it's been going great, man. It's a. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I go into it and I'm wondering, man, what am I going to do with this person today? What if you know what kind of workout I don't like to do a traditional, especially women. I've found they don't like just the traditional, you know, working out with the dumbbells and the barbells. So I try to change it up. We use the big heavy balls. We use the kettlebells and they seem to really enjoy that. And me having to go back and I do research trying to find different uh, workouts and apply them all together to get them the most out of their workouts. So listen, people are paying money to come to you to learn something and to get the the most benefit for themselves, you know, for their body. So I have an obligation. I feel a, 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 a certain amount of, of responsibility and weight on my shoulders that, hey, I want to give these people their money's worth. You know, I take that very seriously because I know I want to get my money's worth when I buy something. Well, they're purchasing my time, my knowledge, you know, my instruction. So I'm very intent on giving them the best 
I can possibly give them. And just to see the smile on their face when we're done, when they feel like they've had a great workout and they tell you, they text me, hey, it was great working out today. You know, you, you know, I feel I haven't felt this way in so long. Man, that's so rewarding. And uh, like I said, it, it's kind of stressful, you know, because I'm, uh, you know, I'll spend the night before looking up because I know who's coming in the next day and I'm looking about I know where they're at physically. So I'm trying to find stuff and get it set into my mind. What are we going to do? I'm trying to plan it out. You know, what are we going to do? How hard am I going to push him and this and that? So um, it's almost like almost like a performance. Like I'm actually doing the workout, you know, but I but like I said, it's because I have a lot of uh, I feel a, a, a big amount of responsibility that I've got to give them their money. So that's what I'm you know, I feel that obligation because I know me when I go to somebody for something. I want to feel like when I walk away from the man, that was worth it. And that's how I want people to feel when they leave me. Man, that was worth it. I'm glad I did this. So when they show up to you for mm -hmm. the first time, how do you gauge where they are? Do you have like a physical fitness test that they go through you know, or something? Movements with them. I want to see, make sure they don't have like some people are stronger on one side than the other. You naturally mm -hmm. sometimes have a stronger arm than the other arm, right? Because we're right-handed, left-handed. Sometimes, depending on your job, you know, you might have a stronger leg or, or you might have an injury that you don't even realize you had. So oh, we'll, do wow. little, we'll do little exercises to find those injuries because we don't want to push too hard. We got to fix that injury or whatever's causing that imbalance first, you know. Hmm. Um, it's just like you found out with those shoes. Yeah, man. It's very simple. That, okay, let's fix this. All right, now we can move forward. We can keep going. Because we can't get to the big stuff until we fix the little stuff first. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you, so do you, on top of the the workout planning, do you also offer any type of food planning for them or, or anything like that? Straight. Technically, I'm not supposed to tell them and advise them on how to eat and their uh, nutritional thing. Okay. What I can do is tell you what I do. Oh, I can okay. tell you what I would do if I was in your situation, right? I'm not mm -hmm. telling you to do it. I'm telling you what I would do. I'm telling you I what see. has worked for me in the past, what I, I know see. has worked for other people. And I, I can also point them, You and like we know for everything, YouTube is your best friend, right? There's so many informational videos, you know, and I'm like I tell everybody, I'm more than happy to, to send you links to watch this, watch that. Um, and I offer anybody out there listening right now, if you, you, you got me on Twitter, hit me on Twitter, you got any question I can possibly help you with, I'm open anytime. Um, and, that, and that's what I do. You know, I don't give them specific, hey, this is what you need to do. And I'm going to write out a meal plan for you. I can right. just tell you what I would do and what works best for me. Interesting. You know, the for so many years before I found out that I had food allergies, I could not lose weight. Like I tried all kinds of, you know, I did the uh, the 30 day. Um, what is that? Fit 30 or something like that, where you basically take all sugars out, you right. eat clean, all this stuff. I still wasn't losing weight. Um, I went and had this allergy test. You know, I, I found out all the food allergies that I had. And once I started following that diet plan from, you know, keeping away from those foods. And as you all know, you know, if you've listened to the show, I'm allergic to soy. You would not believe how many things are made or have soy in them. Even vitamins have soy. Yes. You know, um, soybean oil. Uh, it, 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 it's crazy how much stuff has soy, you know. And 
the the other crazy thing is is that once I like I said once I started following that not eating so many things or or really not at all eating anything that had soy in it or anything else that I was uh, allergic to I started to see the weight come off right. you know I wasn't working out hard you know I I was a little physical here and there doing a couple of things going for walks things like that but the pounds were you know they, they weren't flying off right but I was losing, you know, like two and three pounds a month. It was right. it was crazy just by changing how I ate. And and, so, that, and I'm sure that got you motivated, right? Absolutely. Once absolutely. you start seeing something working, man, that's that's what I always tell people too. You know, when you're gonna make these big dietary changes, you want to make these changes, try to get lean. Make smaller changes, right? You know, everybody wants to jump in, right, on the deep end of the pool. Well, sure, right. And it's so hard, so restrictive that a lot of times they'll just quit right away. Make you know smaller changes and once you start seeing some success you're naturally going to want to start increasing the effort start you know eating even more clean doing more because you you're seeing okay this is working you know yeah. if you jump in the deep end first you're not going to ha- do it long enough to see that uh the results that you want to see and you're just going to quit so just start small like everything we always start so you got to learn how to walk before you can run right start walking Start walking so you see those changes when the in the in the dietary changes you've made. And once you start seeing results, believe me, you're naturally going to want to start increasing, you know, what you're doing. You're going to get more restrictive. You're going to start eating cleaner because you're liking what you're seeing and you're seeing that it works. Oh, absolutely. And one of my favorite quotes from movies is from Coming to America. Okay. When uh, Eddie Murphy and that McDowell's girl, they're sitting at McDowell's. Lisa. Lisa, yes, Lisa McDowell. Lisa McDowell. So he he looks over to her and says, one cannot walk into walking. Or, no, one cannot fly into flying. Right. One must first wa- uh, crawl, then walk, and then fly. And later on, I found out that that's uh, Frederick Nietzsche. Um, yeah. Well, he you said know, that, and he movie, he right? said that, but I thought, you know, I thought it was just something in his, in that language. I was like, oh, Nietzsche, what the hell is that? Well, that's how he won her, right? He kept throwing out those quotes, you know, the <laughs> right, goat herder. Right. He's this goat herder that read exactly. books. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like, man, and and that's true, you know. Every, like you say, everybody wants to jump in and be an expert day one. That's not how it works. You have to test the waters, try something different when it doesn't work. And and it's not going to work the first time, the first day. You have to try it a couple of times before right. you know. Hey, this does not work. Right. And and when people say, you know, well, that's the way they've done it for forever. Well, that's just because no one's taken the time to dissect what it is that is working. Right. Because maybe it with just very small tweaks here and there. Things can be, you know, revolutionary to to your cause. Right. Yeah. Um, and like you said, with your food allergies, everybody's body is different. Yeah. What works for you is not going to work for this guy. What works for me is not going to work for him. And that and that's one of the things, other things I, I stress with the clients. We're going to find something that works for you. Like not necessarily everything that worked for me is going to work the same way for you, but we're going to find what works for you. And yep. usually the thing that works is we're going to find something they enjoy doing. That's what I always ask them to. Have you ever worked out before? And sometimes I'll hmm. say yes. 
Sometimes I'll say no. If they say yes, well, what did you find yourself enjoying? Like what type of exercises, what type of workouts? And when they tell me and they know something they like doing, okay, that's something we can work with. Let's focus on that. Let's get you enjoying coming again. Let's get you working with that. Let's push that as far as we can go. And then we'll slowly expand, you know. For it, sure, yeah. Whatever you're doing, you have to find uh, that enjoyment. You got to wake up. Man, I can't wait to do this. If we can get to that point, you know, no matter what we're doing, you're going to have so much more success. If you're dreading, you know, going to the gym, if you're dreading changing your diet, if you're dreading going to your job, you know, you're not going to be as successful as if you were motivated to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I actually went golfing last Friday with my cousin Lucas and, you know, we were, he, I was surprised. He said, he's like, man, I, I listened to your show and you talked about, you know, getting ready, um, and, and not working out, but like, uh, whenever you, that last ball that you hit, make sure it's, it's a, you, you feel good about that ball. Right. You know, when you're going out practicing your golf swing, practice, right. uh, you know, um, very, very uh, practice with intent. Right. right. So he's like, yeah, man, I, I want to make sure that the last ball that I hit is a good ball and I'm happy right. with it. And right. that way it will, it will begin a craving. Right. It will make you want to do it because you saw how well you did it that last time. And like you said, if you don't have the want to do something, you're going to dread it. And you shouldn't dread working out, right? Because no. you are going in for your health. You're going in to be fit. And, and it does a lot for you. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a book out there on... The, the scientific basis for how your brain works before and after you've worked out, um, how exercise benefits your brain. Yes. Uh, it, it's amazing. I'll, I'll have to look it up and I'll put it in the show notes, but it's, it's amazing what the things that will help us, we may or may not be doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I totally agree with that. And going back to your cousin Lucas, which I might add to everybody, I did not get a text inviting me to go play uh, golf with these guys. Which, Were you uh, off? <laughs> I don't know. I probably was not. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, you want to stop, you know, with anything you're doing in life. That last ball you hit, you want it to be a good ball. You want to have a good experience with that because you're on the range practicing, right? You're hitting these balls. You want that last ball to hit. To be a good memory so that when you're stepping out there in real life or you're stepping out there on the golf course and you're going up and pulling out that same club, you're immediately going to think back to the last time you swung that club, the last time you hit the ball with that club. And you want to go back and you want to dial in on that memory. What did I do? How did it look? Because you're going to see it. You know, we always talk about visualization. I do this even when I work out. I'm visualizing. This might sound crazy. Me actually doing these reps before I do them because as I visualize them, as I visualize the reps, as I visualize I'm going up to hit the golf ball, I want to see it. And then I'm just going to mimic what I saw in that visualization. And after you hit that good shot on the practice range and you step up on the golf course, it's so much easier to have that good visualization when you in real life, the last one you hit was a great one. When I when I go to work out that last time, my last workout with this weight, it was a good one. I felt good. I felt a great pump. That last run, last cardio, whatever it is that I did, I want it to be a good one so that the next time, it, I'm just going to mimic that. Oh, yeah, man. And that it just it just goes to show you the 
amount of power that we can draw from our brain, right? Because, I mean, perceptions will motivate or destroy your sense of being. And when you can change a good into a bad or make sure that you're learning from these situations that you're in, as long as you're learning and driving yourself forward, no matter which path you're on, it's a good path as long as you're moving forward. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's just mind tricks that we're playing on ourselves. That's, that's it what really it is. is. It it, really it's is. a decision. It's a decision you have to make that no matter what happens, I'm going to draw the good from it. You know, I mm-hmm. learned from the bad. Okay, how can I draw the good and how can I use that moving forward? And people say, you know, it's just a motivational, you know, self-help, whatever. But they work. It they does. work. You just have to make that decision to take those good things and use them to propel us forward. Yeah. And you can do it. And just because you bought that book and it's sitting on the shelf and you didn't read it and you didn't absorb anything from it, it's not going to help. That's right. You know, you buy a thousand books and if you're not at least trying to do some of the stuff that you read in there, uh, a theory, theory is one thing, but actually testing, executing what is in those books, uh, leading yourself to these wins, you know, you won't experience them. And until you experience them, you won't have that satisfaction. Right. And one of the other crazy things, too, is uh, I was, you know, I was talking to my brother-in-law a couple of days ago and, you know, we were talking about my food allergies. He's like, man, you know, um, there's this thing that he had done. He had a blood test done for micronutrient, uh, right. you know, what his micronutrients are doing in his body, if he has enough or he if he if he's lacking in some. And right. he found out that he was lacking in so many different little vitamins that now he takes those specific vitamins and he's doing just phenomenal. You know, he's sleeping well. He has plenty of energy throughout the day. He doesn't drink coffee or anything like that. He's just making sure to take care of his body. That's you know, awesome. down to the the you know the cellular level. Right. Yeah. That that's awesome, man. And uh, real quick, I wanted to touch on something you talked about reading books. It brought a thought to my mind. It's one of the most powerful lessons I ever learned, and it totally blew my mind when I read this. You know, we buy these books that you know are trying to help us or trying to learn something from them, and we get into a rut where we're just not feeling this book. Right. It's just it's just not clicking with us, and we're going through page after page, and we sometimes we just put it up and we dread reading it. I read it, and this guy is uh, another guy that kind of like a self-help guy. He says, "You're not obligated to finish any book that you, you that you start out reading. If you're not feeling it, that's okay. Close it, put it up, go to the next one. You know, don't waste your time. Time is precious, and just sit there. Some books just are not going to click with us, right? Sometimes the way the author's making his point, sometimes just his style of writing, it just doesn't click. You're you're not going to get arrested if you close that book." Put it on the shelf, grab another one that does help. And once I started learning to do that, because some of the subjects I read, you know, it can be kind of dry, be mm. kind of boring. And it's just monotonous. It's just like a, a chore to get through the book. And it would just really drag me down and it would just really hold up my personal progress. Right. So I would put those up, go on to the next book, find something that I'm clicking with. And then you just you just keep going like that. Yeah. And. 
Yeah, funny enough, I remember Shane saying something very similar, and I just kind of scratched my head like, oh, great, you started this book, and you didn't finish it. So what was the point? But after a while, and and ultimately, you know, if you're not into it, you're not going to really think about what the book is saying. So, right. yeah, there's no point in this is like a bad TV show. You exactly. Know? You're not into it. You're not going to enjoy why right. it's just going to be a chore. Right. We, we don't hesitate to change the channel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So why hesitate to change the channel on the book? Change the book. Change the books. Toss go. it out. Give it Time. to somebody. Give it to somebody. Right. You never know. And it doesn't mean also that, you know, a year from now, you might not crack open that book and you do click with it. Like there's something in that book that at that moment in your life later down the road that you will click, that you will identify with it. You you know, it doesn't mean you, you can never open that book again. You're not closing it forever and throwing it down some cavern. You know, <laughs> it's there. You can oh, always yeah. go back to it. But oh, don't yeah. waste your time right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've just been talking to all kinds of people this week. I had a conversation with our good buddy, Tank Rodriguez. Today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tank. Uh, you know, he's doing really well. He started awesome. he started doing this thing where he like goes on scavenger hunts for random items and then he resells them on like eBay and stuff like that. You know, uh, that's he's awesome. just, yeah, he's just doing all kinds of stuff. And it sounds like a whole lot of fun. And yeah. You know, as long as you're doing what you're enjoying, too. He he loves waking up. He never knows what he's going to find. He just wants to get out there and and have at it. Cool, man. I, that's awesome, man. I'm all for that. He was a cool dude. Uh, we'll have him back on the show one day. I've got some wrestling stories I want to talk oh, to him about and all right, share yeah. with him. So, yeah, man, I look forward to having Tank back on one day. Yeah, we'll definitely have to ask him to jump back on the show. He, I'm sure he would he would love to come back on the show. Um, every time he's on, man, we just start laughing like crazy. So, yeah. you know, it's good times with that guy always. It's awesome. Well, cool. I think that about wraps it up for today. Well, no, man, we, we, uh, hey, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention today's Friday. Is it, this show is coming out on Friday. We're recording it on a Tuesday. But the show, you know, it's Friday. Today is the 50th birthday of Selena. I cannot believe 50 years old Selena's birthday is today. And I had to mention it. Uh, Selena was such a big part of our lives around here, especially in the Houston and Texas area. She was the queen of Tejano music, right? I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing Selena, hearing a Selena song in the early to mid 90s. It was, in, you know, uh, a fantastic era for me personally. You know, that's when I started like going out to the Tejano clubs, you know, getting in this atmosphere. I was introduced to Tejano music, um, going to all the concerts, seeing her in all the clubs, going to see her at the rodeo. We saw her the first time she came. We also went the last time she came. We went the first and third times. Just incredible experiences. You can see I've got my Selena posters. I put them up for her birthday. I've got my Selena Funko Pop right here sitting next to me to celebrate her birthday. My Selena shirt. So, oh, you know, the big, you know, 50s, we've been to uh, her museum. It's pretty cool to go check it out in Corpus Christi. You get it. It's the actual studios where she used to record. They have a lot of her memorabilia, her dresses, all of her Grammy Awards. Uh, the, even uh, I think she had like a Porsche. The Porsche is there inside the museum. Um, it's, a, it's a really, you know, especially and in Texas, there's so many, you know, Selena fans. And it seems like there's more and more now than there used to be back then. But, you know, it's Probably, a big deal. Yeah. We went, I saw her uh, a couple of years ago at the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. They did a special wax figure of mm. Selena. 
And then two years ago, we went, uh, we actually went, me and my wife went to uh, LA for a concert that I wanted to go see. And at this point, now they have Selena Star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, wow. So we got there. That's one of the must do things that I was able to go uh, take a picture right there with uh, Selena Star. So I just wanted to say, because, you know, in our family, and like you said, Back then in the early 90s, and you would probably remember this, every radio station turned into the Hano music station. Oh, yeah. You yeah. couldn't go down the dial without hitting about 20 yeah. Hano music. And a lot of that has due to the fact that Selena was such a huge star, uh, made such a huge impact on the, the, the music scene here in Houston. And I just wanted to say, you know, happy birthday, Selena, 50 years old. I can't believe I can't imagine Selena 50 years because you know what that means? That means I'm almost 50 years old. Yeah. You know, she was born in 71. I was born in 72. So, you know, I hate to think of her being 50 because that means, man, I'm right behind her. So, Ooh, happy man. birthday, Selena. You know, thank you so much for every, all the music to, you know, her family. They, you know, just incredible, you know, the, the whole story. You know, of course, the movie was big. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Selena's. Oh, yeah. Anything for Selena. Anything. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, I see all your pictures and stuff that you have there in the back. Yeah, man. Oh, so I I remember walking home that day, and my aunt was like, "Do you know who this lady is?" I was like, "Yeah, this, you know, it's like I I uh, like turned on the radio and was like, like you said, you know, you couldn't turn the dial without hearing one of her songs." Right. And um, <clears throat> I was like, "Yeah, this is hers." Oh yeah, well, you know, she. <laughs> some lady shot her i was like oh yeah i mean it was so, i mean there was grown i worked at a truck parts company you know we sold big rick trucks to these truckers grown men crying wow when this happened i mean grown men crying uh and i don't know if you remember but of course i had it on the radio station because i'm really upset about this whole deal and at the time i would drive around and uh, deliver truck parts mm -hmm. so i'm in the delivery truck, and you got the radio station and Okay, it was great when every station was a Tejano music station, right, playing her music. But when she passed away, now all of them are doing tributes. Everyone is flooding the radios, calling in with their sad stories. And just to hear from the youngest three-year-old crying, asking why did things like this happen, to an 80-year-old person crying, calling. I mean, that's the age group we're talking about. She, everybody was in love with Selena. It wasn't just like one particular generation of people. It was from the youngest to the oldest were oh, fans yeah. of Selena. Oh yeah. Because yeah, we man. saw her, you know, they saw her grow up. And mm -hmm. like, the first time I ever saw her, that I saw her life, like I could reach out and touch, was at a quinceanera. Wow. She's playing quinceaneras? Yes. Holy and This moly. was like in 92. And uh, so it just goes to show, you know, people saw her up close. They knew her. Mm -hmm. and when you'd see her in the club, she would remember people. So let's say I'm, you know, I'm Selena, right? I got my big old booty shaking. I see Frank sitting out there. <laughs> I, she would remember, hey, Frank, how oh, have you wow. been? Oh, yeah, hey. you know, during the concert. So wow. that, that's oh, the type that's of impact. Wild. And that's, people had such a connection. That she was their star, right? She yeah. was their star. Oh, yeah. It was like, yeah. you know, so, and that that's why it was just such a, an emotionally traumatic time for so many people. Oh, and yeah. she's still making an impact. And it seems like she's making a big, bigger impact now. So look, there's a Funko doll. I know, right? right? Who would have ever thought there'd be a Funko doll of, of Selena? It'd be, you know, uh, a movies made, a Hollywood, you know, star of a, you know, some girl I saw at, uh, you know, Hullabaloo's 
Or, yeah, I don't the remember the greatest, the greatest <laughs> club ever, Zaz. Well, you know, oh the God. Tejano. But that, I mean, that just goes to show playing the rodeo. You know, all these things. It was just, it's incredible. Oh yeah, I didn't get to go to the shows, but uh, she played in my hometown actually uh, at the uh, fishing fiesta down in okay. Freeport. And then the next town over in Clute, we had the Mosquito Festival. Oh. Why they have a Mosquito Festival, I don't know. There's a lot of mosquitoes, I'm assuming. There is. Oh, my. <laughs> there is a lot of mosquitoes. But, yeah, you know, that's she was she was making her rounds. She was, you know, getting ready to shoot out into the stars, man. Right, right. That's so crazy. But, Great. yeah. But anyway, yeah. happy birthday, Selena. Yes, happy birthday. You would have been 50. Great music. Uh, you know, it it bridged that gap for a lot of uh, Hispanic singers. You know, was, even Gloria Stefan was coming out with English or Spanish stuff. You right. know, it was everybody was trying to do it. Right, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, on that note, everybody... We're going to wrap it up. We have uh, some pretty cool news really quickly. We have about, what, 18 days left for Carlos's donation fundraiser that he has. All right. We haven't forgot about Carlos. He's still out there working, getting ready for this uh, ride. So we need to support him. We're almost to that that goal that we set. So close. We're $150 away from hitting the $1,000 mark. That's you what, know, 10 that, shirts, basically. that is, yes, that is 10. You know, it's less than 10 shirts, isn't it? Well, 15. 15 shirts. Yeah, look, 15 <laughs> shirts, man. Look at that guy. Yeah. Wait, you said 10. I said, what? Yeah, Hold 10, on. 10, 10 shirts at $15. And then you said 15. Oh, <laughs> 15 shirts. <laughs> I was like, 15 shirts. Wait a minute. How did it go up? But, uh, but yeah, you know, reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love to get you a shirt. Um, All right. Help us get to that goal. You know, it, yeah. we're not, it's none of the money's coming to us. None of it's going to Carlos. It's all going to help people. But it's just the fact that we set a goal. Like we talked about yeah. earlier in the show, we had a goal. We want to reach that goal. And we're just so close. What was the original goal? Do you remember like 400? Yeah, the original goal was only four hundred dollars. Right, and I remember me and you with the discussions, man. Do you think we could do four hundred? Oh, I don't know, goodness. man. And, but <laughs> and look, here we are. We're talking about a thousand, and we're yeah. almost there. Oh, so you know, hold we need on. your help. We're almost there. Hold on, oh, yes, hold on, almost there. Oh man, We've got a yeah. couple of weeks left. We can do it, and you know. We're going to figure out a way. We, we've got to get it. We're going to talk to Carlos, see how the training's going, get an update from him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going well because uh, I see him posting on Facebook showing his you know little exercise deal that he does. So we're, we're going to get there. We will oh, yes. get there. We will. No doubt. We will get there. Right. Uh, it just It's just a matter of time. Right. 18, 18 days, we will yeah. have that $1,000 We just sold one shirt a day. We would make it easily. There you go. Yep. One shirt a day. And just to remind everybody, all you got to do is text us the little uh, screenshot of that you donated $15, and we'll put the website on there again. Yes, I'll have that in the show notes for sure. $15, send us that screenshot, and we're going to send you a shirt. Just, you know, I'll get in touch with you, get your address, and we're going to send you that shirt for for donating the $15. You can donate more if you'd like. That would be wonderful, too. But $15, and we're going to send you that shirt. Yep. We'll get it over to you. That's right. We have a lot of amazing stuff. 
season three, you know, seasons one and two, we had Shane with us. He made the show great. Right. He's moved on. He's he's doing his thing. And now, you know, he cut us loose. We're on season three and we're just going to get wild now. We're going to have so many guests, different topics that we're going to be talking about. It's it's going to be something different. And, then, and let's not forget, you know, we talked about having a Game of Thrones tribute show. May That's the right. Fourth. May the 4th is oh, officially yeah. Star Wars Day. That's official oh, Star Wars yeah. Day. So we can do something for that. Maybe we can also have a, a, call, a character from the show call in for that to join <laughs> us. You know, you never know, you know. I've got, I know some people. Let's just say that. <laughs> I know some people. We'll get them to call in. We'll get them to answer some questions, see what they've been up to since the end of the, the movies. Oh, my goodness. There's no, no oh, limit no. to what we can do. No limits. Your attitude uh, – what is that? Your attitude is is what makes your altitude or your something Your attitude like. makes your altitude. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Stay sharp. Stay sharp. Stay focused. Man, I love that one, too. Stay right. focused. Stay, stay focused, sharp. Stay, stay disciplined. Stay oh, sharp. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.